Hotty ho, you handsome hunk. Grab a snack and gain some chunk. If your day is great or really sunk, we hope to help you shake the funk. So if you're good to hear some junk, buckle up, it's the Junk Monk Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Junk Monk Podcast. I'm your host, Candace Sloan, who you know from Instagram, at Hardens and Hardhats. And I'm Noah, your co-host, you know from at Noel Hernandez. If this is your first time listening, let us fill you in. We are watching and reviewing every episode of the USA hit TV show, Monk, right here each week. And we are going to do so while eating a little bit of junk. So, I've got my junk food here, which is actually kind of healthy. It's Chex Mix. Okay. And I have Wisps Cheese Crisp. Is this what High Conrad had? No, it's not. I don't okay. think so. I thought I remember him I've saying had wisps, but they're only good with guacamole. Oh, these look really weird. Okay, I'm gonna eat mine during junk time. Okay, that, that, that looks weird. Okay. <laughs> also, you must know I've seen every episode of Monk. I'm a huge fan. Started watching in 2007, and for the most part, watched it as it aired. I have seen seasons one and two, and those we've done in the show, and a few scattered here and there in different seasons. So, if you're ready to start the show, Toby, take it away. Here's what happened. All right, this is Mr. Monk Takes the Stand, Season 8, Episode 5. So here's what happened. In the opening scene, we see Monk accusing sculptor Evan Gilday of murdering his wife. In the middle of his summation, Gilday's new lawyer, Harrison Powell, steps on the scene and puts the confrontation to a halt. Powell is apparently an undefeated defense attorney and is ready to take on the also undefeated Detective Monk and says he'll see him in court and heads on his way. Adrian takes the stand and ultimately loses the case against Gilday, which drastically shakes his confidence. Meanwhile, Randy has his own case when his former little buddy, Rudy, comes into the courthouse with a murder charge of an elderly cashier, Sarah Paddock, in which he is adamantly denying. He claims he did rob the register and snatch the old lady's necklace in the auto parts store, but did not murder her after the fact. Randy, desperate to clear Rudy's name, enlists Monk to help and they head to the murder scene. There, they discover a missing security tape and a broken taillight outside in the parking lot. All of the evidence is pointing to the guilt of the artist from the original case. Monk's theory is that Gilday killed his wife, and as he was leaving the scene, he noticed his taillight was out. Since he couldn't risk getting pulled over by the police and crushing his alibi that he was nowhere nearby, he went to the auto parts store to get a new light, but went in at the worst time, when Rudy was robbing the place. Then the old lady mentioned that they could look at the security tape. Gilday panicked as the tape could also ruin his alibi. The problem with this theory is that, in fact, it was just a theory. That is until Gilday slips up and calls Rudy a dope-smoking, chain-snatching little thug. The police had never released the information about Rudy stealing the chain, proving that Gilday had been there to see the whole thing. Gilday's guilty knowledge gets the best of him, and Mr. Monk keeps his undefeated streak alive. Yay! That was Mr. Monk Takes the Stand. Candace, what did you like about this episode? Well, of course we have to talk about the great setup for this episode, right? Oh, yeah. It starts with, here's what happened. I know. How crazy. Did you have anything about that? I do. Here's what happened. This is the beginning of the episode. It's fun. It's intriguing. But it's it's more of like a like an inside joke, really. Like, because if you're just not watching Monk, you're like, oh, this is kind of weird. Yeah, you would you don't never... You don't, like, go, whoa, this is cool. Because here's what happens. Arlo's at the end. Yeah, that would be super, super weird. I wonder what yeah. someone would... I wonder if Emma had done this episode. Yeah. If she would have been like... Oh, I guess she had seen a couple of them, so maybe. Mm-hmm. But still, there's a pretty clear format that you'd be used to. So even if you were, like, new-ish, like Emma, you probably still would be like... 
this is normal. Yeah. Like, I don't see the difference. Mm-hmm. So, so what I actually thought was intriguing too was whenever Evan Gilday, whenever he goes up to the his attorney and he's like, "It's Adrian Monk. He's never lost a case." And oh, he's like, "Well, yes. I haven't either. So this should be fun." Oh yeah, that was really good. That also made it really intriguing. We're like, "Oh, so this is the setup. It's not." necessarily about the crime it's about monk versus the court versus you know yeah attorney the the undefeated yeah guys going off against each other so i love it good yeah i mean kind of a dislike because they don't i don't know okay um i like the callback to in focus yep when he's like did you say i watched him on in focus like the the criminals like says that he watched him on in focus like the, the lawyer the lawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He saw him on in focus, and mm-hmm. I think that's so cool. Yep. Okay, my next thing is Natalie's hiccups. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> they're sitting there. Okay, this is. I don't. I should have wrote it in dislike, but maybe just random. Did you notice she's drinking a water bottle and it said Niagara on it, and it zooms into her water bottle, and it's really weird. And you think it's gonna be relevant, and then it's not. Like a plug or something. Yeah, I don't think it's a real water though. Because they always do like Sierra Springs yeah. or whatever or Summit Creek. And they like zoomed in on that and then they like didn't show it again. Like it wasn't relevant to what happened. So anyway, I thought that was super weird. weird. Yeah. So they show the water bottle and then Natalie's like, <laughs> and she's like, I'm sorry, I can't stop. And she's like, and Randy's like, drink some water. And she's like, I'm drinking water. <laughs> He's like, well, maybe I should scare you. And she's like, that might work. And the monk is like, Natalie, if you don't stop hiccuping right now, I'm going to take Randy's gun and shoot you. <laughs> That worked. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so good. Oh my gosh, it is so freaking funny. Oh my god, I can't even with that. Um, Monk versus the attorney. Mm-hmm. It's you know I think it's more exciting than Mr. Monk versus aliens. I think so. I just it's I don't know. I don't know what it was about it, but it was fun and I was genuinely like shocked. Mm-hmm. And then excited the entire time. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know about the actual, like, what happened. But yeah. But I think it was a good premise and idea. Yeah, exactly. I liked Monk's confidence when he goes into the courtroom. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, I've got this. No, like, no worries. I've done this a billion times. And then, because I think the captain comes out and he's all frustrated or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Monk goes in and he's like, don't worry, I got this. <laughs> like, finger guns. And then he, like, does it to the bailiff, too. And he's like... <laughs> It's so funny. So yes, just but just Monk's confidence overall, obviously plus the finger guns, but just the fact that we're used to seeing him so distraught and that he was like actually confident in what he was doing. Yeah. So, because we usually see him going against foes and he's like he's smarter than me or whatever, yeah. which he did get there. Uh-huh. But usually he st- he starts off that way. Yeah. Like oh he's a national hero or oh he's the smartest guy. On the planet, I could never. And this time, mm-hmm. he's like, "I got this." Yeah, but. that's why I think it. Like, what makes it so fun is that Monk is like, he genuinely wants to get this guy back. Yeah, I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, my next like is he pulled off the curtain to reveal a naked. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so funny. So also another thing I didn't even write was. It was cool that they were going back and forth, yeah. I thought. They had the different kind of filter on it, so it would, like, flash backwards into time. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, so Monk's telling his testimony, so we're seeing it in the past happening. And then so uh, they're like, you know, well, how do we know where you were last night? And Evan Gilday's like, I was with her. And he 
pulls the drop cloth down and Monk is standing there and he's like, <laughs> and then it flashes to present day and he's on the stand and he's like, <laughs> and he does this little lip thing. And it's the same thing that's in uh, Mr. Monk is Underwater. Mm-hmm. Remember I gave you guys that timestamp and he does the same thing. I don't remember what, what he said. Oh, oh, and he's talking about the toothpaste. He's like, her dad is Davenport toothpaste. It's the little girl in the commercial with the with the teeth. And he does this little tooth thing. It's the same face he's making, but it's even better because it's like 12 seconds long or something crazy <laughs> like that. It is so good. Um, and then he's like, and then he stops and the, the judge is like, Mr. Monk, are you okay? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, you were making a noise. I don't think so. <laughs> she's like, stenographer, read that back. And the stenographer's like, the defendant removed a sheet revealing a naked oh my gosh it's so funny and then the the lawyer keeps hammering into him so wait so you're saying you didn't even really look at the statue then and he's like i got the gist of it you got the gist you're gonna put my client away because you got the gist and he's like i got the gist of the head the upper head (laughs) region Oh my gosh, it's so funny. And then, oh, and then in the past, he does his like fake hands where he he puts his hands up, but he's not really looking because he doesn't want to look at the naked thing. Mm-hmm. So he's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> so funny. We got to see a lot of Randy in this episode. We did. A lot you of mean our, our, our good our pal. Our boy J-Dog. Our good Jason pal Jason. Gray Stanford. Of course, of course. Um, It was a very Randy-centric episode. It was, and I did not even think about that or put I that loved together. It. That's and then, good. Yeah, yeah, that's all I have to say. Okay, we have Randy's infield investigation. Mm-hmm. Again, we're flashing back to, and I will say, so because Randy's putting all the pieces together, and he's like, "Yeah, the guy broke the glass, and then he opened the glass. You know, he opened the door from the inside." <laughs> and they were like, "Well, that looks kind of small. Like, are you sure that he could fit his hand through there?" And then Stottlemyre's giving his testimony. He's like, yes, Lieutenant Disher did some infield investigation and he did it. He found out it did indeed fit a hand. <laughs> and then they like cuts back to them in the past and they're all like looking away. And Randy's like, oh God, oh, in the background. <laughs> and then they're like, I noticed that Lieutenant Disher had both hands in his, <laughs> in bandages. <laughs> and then he's, Stottlemyre's like, he wanted to try it again. He's like, he, he wanted to try it again. And he's like, he's very thorough. <laughs> so bad. So bad. I would have been happy with that, like, Randy thing. Just by itself? Just by itself. Yeah. But no, that's we get good, an yeah. entire thing with Randy and his little buddy. And it's so cute. And he's like, man, I thought you were going to stay out of trouble. And it's like, Randy, it shows that Randy has a life outside of police work. Oh, that's true. Man, Noah, you're killing it. You're killing it. <laughs> I'm also done with likes. Though, you are? So. <laughs> oh, never mind. Take back. Back 15 seconds. I did put, though, the touching scene that he has with Rudy in the interrogation yeah. room. He, with the friendship bracelets? Yep, the friendship bracelets. He's super vulnerable. Um, and But he does have a good line. He's like, it's like, Rudy, I'm just sorry. Like, I promised, you know, your grandma. Like, what happened? You know, what happened to you? And he's like, I didn't kill her, I swear. And he's like, man, I should have just been more thorough. I should have said, Rudy, don't kill anyone. (laughs) (laughs) So he did get a good uh, one-liner. But yes, our friend Jason, he did do a great job of being vulnerable. 
in that scene. It was good. I think that was one of his best episodes. Really? So far. Okay. One of my favorite Randy episodes. Really? Okay. Nice. Okay. Um, I liked uh, the, the gang's advice at the end when Monk is going to testify. So this is when he's going for the last time to testify. Mm-hmm. Right? And he's like, you know, I'm just so nervous. And they're, they're like, okay, well, how about you just, you know, try not to cry as much. You know, at least in front of the jury. And he's like, okay, okay, this is good. And he's like, okay. And also no timeouts or breaks. And you don't get any do-overs. And try to stop, like, you know, just the heavy sweating, you know? And so it was, like, so funny. And Monk's just like, uh-huh, okay, great advice, great <laughs> advice. And so it's funny, like, I like how it was implied, all of the things that he did. He did those, yeah. Yeah, and then also when, like, I, I kind of mentioned this before, but when the captain is, like, super angry, because he, he keeps his cool on the stand, but then yeah. it cuts to, and then the captain comes out, and they're like, Captain, are you okay? And he's like, just a sec. And he <laughs> goes over to the corner, and he's like, oh. <laughs> Oh, that guy. He just kept coming at me with the one-two punch back and forth, back and forth. And they're like, your tie is wet. (laughs) It's like, he was good. You better watch yourself, Monk. And then Monk's like, I got this. (laughs) So, yeah. That was funny. I I mean, I get how we like... They showed us how he exploited Monk and whatnot. But I just don't understand how he could have done that to the Stoudemire. The lie of the Stoudemire. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, but it showed how good of a lawyer that he was. Yeah. So. But it doesn't, I don't know. Just like, sorry. Okay. All right. Um, let's see. My last thing I think is the, um, I guess this is the end scene. I kind of don't remember. When Natalie's proud of Monk at the end and she's like, oh, you're such an expert witness. You were such Mm -hmm. a good, you did such a good job. And so it was just a really sweet moment where she was giving Monk a pat on the back. Mm -hmm. So I think that's all I have. I agree. You agree that's all I have, or? I agree. I'm staring right at your beard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I see how this works. Okay, let's move on. Candace, what did you dislike about this episode? Okay. Monk losing is cool. I'm not sure that I liked that. It gave us really, really funny scenes. Yeah. And so I obviously appreciate that part, but just the general idea of the fact that Monk, he loses his cool... Just in, just in general. Like, yeah. I felt like it was almost, it was almost like out of character in the contrast of like, he's super confident. Like, Monk is never this confident. That's kind of weird, but good for him. And then he goes in and then like breaks down in front of everybody. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It just seemed a tad out of character. Like, both things. Like, maybe him breaking down isn't out of character, but in conjunction with how much confidence he had. I don't know. It just seemed like two opposites. I don't really know. It just, I was like man, they're doing this again where Monk doesn't do well, like doesn't perform well Mm -hmm. instead of showing us because that's another dislike. And I don't know if you have this, but we don't get to see Monk testify again. Yeah. Right. So we only get to see his downfall and we don't actually get to see him get the guy. And that, that is a huge dislike. That is a dislike for me. Abrupt ending. Just like the genius. Yeah. Not that bad of an episode. And then, or genius was actually really good. Yeah. Not that bad of an episode, and then it just ends. Yeah. It's like, oh, we won, Mr. Monk. Mm, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Except it's worse than the genius, because the genius is like, boom, scene. Okay, that's it. But it was just like... But you think this is worse than cut. the genius? Yeah, I think this is worse than the genius. Okay. Yeah. I don't... You mean the episode or the ending? You're talking the about... The ending. The ending. I think the... In gen- the episode. I think the genius was worse. Ge- the genius is a way better episode. 
But mm-hmm. I think the abrupt ending of the genius is worse. At least we got more closure and more explanations. Then, yeah. Because remember in the genius, they didn't even go back and say, here's what actually happened. They never did that in that episode. Mm-hmm. They did in this episode. So I feel like that in itself is just gives you more closure. But yeah, for sure. The attorney was bad. I did not like it was. It was. I was super. I don't know if it was that I was super excited and like expecting this big like everyone's sucking this guy up. He's undefeated and but I didn't see his points really. He was just like these rock don't fit. Mm-hmm. And I was like that's stupid. And I, I just didn't, you know, he wasn't convincing enough for me. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. However, that's a bunch of my plot holes. So I will save that, but I know exactly what you're talking about. I guess going off that point without without addressing a plot hole would just be, he wasn't super, he wasn't, he wasn't as lawyery as he was like sleazy car salesman feeling. Mm-hmm. Like they could, I feel like they could have made him, ooh, mm, you know, I like Eric McCormick, but he would have made a really good lawyer, I think. You know, Eric McCormick and the, the in-focus guy. Yeah. I think he Those. would have been a really good lawyer where he was a bo- like almost a more believable lawyer. Yeah. I feel like this guy didn't seem like a lawyer. He was just in creepy. general. Extremely creepy. I, I think we could have went with the sly instead of creepy, but they went creepy. And it was weird. See, I don't want to say creepy. I think they could have gone more sly instead of like overtly like... Mm-hmm. I'm going to beat you and... Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I think that's good. Instead of like, I'm going to beat you. Like, be like, I'm good. He also seemed like really unprofessional. Yes, yes. That's what I'm saying. He didn't seem like a lawyer. He seemed like he's some type of different profession Mm -hmm. or something. Which might make sense later and he's the guy. So, I'll just move on because I'm hitting on other topics. So, (laughs) okay. This is a weird one. Again, mine were very, like, abstract things. Not as much, like, quotes. But, like, the actual murderer, he didn't... I'm having the same exact point. The murderer himself didn't seem very criminally. He seemed like a nice guy. Oh, the artist? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, they got me, they have all the evidence, there's no way, I gotta confess. And he's like, no, we got this. Yeah. He seemed like you almost not felt sorry for him because he murdered his wife, obviously, and then he also murdered the old lady. Yeah. But just the guy himself, it, it was like one of those things where like you knew he was guilty already because the episode started off that way, so they didn't need to convince you that he was a nice guy mm-hmm. and that like maybe he didn't do it. Like you knew he didn't, you, yeah. you, you already knew he did. So why make him such a like likable character? Almost, I don't know. Yeah. That's a weird one, but I was like, this guy isn't very... Because you, you already slipped up and said, oh, the criminal said this. And I was like, well, it wasn't the criminal. It was the lawyer. Yeah. Because the main character is the lawyer. Is lawyer. The main villain. Yeah, thank you. Yes. The main villain is the lawyer and not the criminal. So, yeah. yeah. What was this episode called? Mr. Monk takes a stand. Yeah. Takes, no, Mr. Monk takes, takes the, the, the stand. stand. Yeah. Mr. Monk takes the witness, stand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. And I feel like... I feel like they did really good was being like, oh, this monk already won, and then they take him to court. I really like that. When they're like, when he, he takes him to the car, and it, and, oh. and instead of like, you see so many times, monk's like, here's what happened, and he explains it to the guy, and then two cops come and take him away. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that we saw after that, and like, going actually to the court and all that. I think that was awesome. 
Okay. Wait, was that a dislike? That was a that was a like. I'm sorry. Oh, okay, no, it's okay. <laughs> I was I was like getting confused. I'm like, wait, I think we okay. This is this is good stuff. It's, it's okay. This is good stuff. Good stuff. Okay. All right. So, okay. Don't be mad. I'm not sure that I liked the Randy little buddy thing. No. Oh, but only only in one sense. Only in one sense is that it kind of still made Randy seem like he had a loss because the guy he he cleared his little buddy for murder. But the guy still turned out to be a little like thief and a little punk and yeah. still robbed an old I agree lady. That. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, there there you go. That's basically. I didn't even think about that. You know what I mean? Like he's like just like he's, he's innocent, thief, but he's not a murderer. Yeah. Like, well, no, he still snatched the old lady's necklace and then robbed yeah. her. So yeah, that was that was the only thing. That's um, crazy. Do you have any more dislikes? I do not. Okay. Um, let's see. Okay, I'll I'll do this one, even though it's kind of a plot holey type of thing. But I have a lot of plot holes, so um, I feel like they did a a good job. This is a negative thing, though. I feel like they did a good job of addressing how little amounts of evidence Monk has, mm-hmm. and and we never get to see a court case go through. Yeah, you know, like Monk has so much like. This one tiny, uh, oh, think of example like beach ball, like DNA beach ball, and you're yeah. like, okay, that again, like that. That's that's a pretty good one because DNA is pretty strong. I, I should have thought of a better one, but you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. there's a lot of circumstantial evidence that monks like. If you did this, then you did that, and aha, uh-huh. and you're like, well, that was really good. But does that actually hold up in court, or does a good defense attorney not totally just knock that out mm-hmm. of the park? So yeah. I feel like. They, the show did a good job of showing, yeah, Monk probably, like, didn't get all the cases. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, you know, but yeah. it's a dislike, and then, then it kind of ruins the facade of the show. Yeah, <laughs> and even, like, after he got the headlight, and he's like, yeah, that's not enough evidence. And you're like, you know what, in a regular episode, that would have been enough evidence. But now, it's, it's cool, because you're like, it isn't. Yeah. He's right. Exactly, that's a good point. That's a good point. Okay, and then my very last thing is actually this episode has a lot of suspense buildup, but then nothing ever quite lives up to the suspense. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And, and also, I, I, I was like, am I being too hard on this episode? Because I feel like maybe with the courtroom and stuff, it was giving it like super jury duty vibes. Yeah. And so you're like, oh my gosh, this is going to be good. And then nothing lived up to... Ooh, this is gonna happen, and yeah. I think that's a. I think that's the gotta be the biggest downfall is the whole not showing Monk give his final testimony. Yeah, because you never show him getting the guy, the victory. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, let's move on. He's the guy. Do you have anyone, Noah? Nope. Okay, I. The I, artist did look familiar, though. I just wanted to say that. I was too lazy to look up. Okay, the <laughs> artist is Joseph D. Reitman. He played Evan Gilday. And I only, the only things he was in that I knew of was In Plain Sight. And then he was in four episodes of Married with Children, which, you know, stars, what's his name? Al Bundy. Um, nope. You, you know, you know who he is. Pritchard. Modern Family. Oh, Jay Pritchett. Thank you. That That's it. That's his sitcom from I the 90s. Um, but the reason I actually wrote him down is because when you look up his IMDb, his hair is like, uh, it's interesting. Look up. It's, it's huh, huh, huh. Joseph D. Reitman. He played Evan Gilday. Well, we know he had, like, his hair in a ponytail. But tell me that your first impression of his hair isn't like, whoa. Not Joseph Stalin. Joseph no, D. not Joseph Stalin. No. <laughs> okay, while you look that up, I'm going to continue. 
Okay, so we have. Holy crap! The gray hair. Yeah. That is that. Yeah, that is. That is like whoa, right? It's super crazy. It crazy. But it's it's kind of cool. It's very like artsy yeah. looking. Like mm-hmm. like made it artsy. So it's kind of cool. So that's super random. Anyways, so um, next we have Jamie Donnelly who played the judge, and. I look again, guys. I'm looking everyone up. I'm not necessarily recognizing. I did not recognize her, but she was on Greece, and mm-hmm. she played Jan. And I, you haven't seen Greece, right? You I have. Oh, you have seen the first one. Mm-hmm. When did you watch that? You don't remember? And then I said I didn't like it. I thought you said you hadn't seen it. No, I watched it. I didn't like it. And then you're you're mad at me because you like it. Oh, I don't. I actually don't remember that. It's the I thought, guy you, with I thought the, you still hadn't seen it. The guy with the butt chin. Danny Zuko, John Travolta, John Travolta, Scientologist, Scientologist. Yeah, but she does the one. It, it's when um, they're they're doing. She's the one that does the brush up, brush up, brush up. I've done something. I don't know the lyrics, guys. Brush up, brush up, brush It's. I mean, if you watch Grease five thousand times like I have, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. She plays Jan, so that okay. was the judge. So I thought that was interesting. They got someone from Greece. I, yeah. thought, I thought it was strange. Um, and then we also have. Jonathan Limpnicki, and I definitely recognized him. He played Rudy, okay? Uh, Rudy's the, oh, okay. the, yeah, the little buddy. Okay, he was in an episode of The Resident recently. I totally did see him in that, too. Um, but he's a child actor, wow. and he played in The Little Vampire, like Mike, Dr. Doolittle. And what I know him from most famously is Stuart Little, one and two. He's the main little kid. Aw. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, and then... Um, his probably most famous role is in Jerry Maguire. So he was a little kid in Jerry Maguire. And then our last, he's the guy is Jay Moore, which a lot of people seem to know Jay Moore. Um, because whenever I asked for a viewer's voice, almost everybody mentioned Jay Moore who played Harrison Powell, the attorney. Mm -hmm. So he must've been a good get. I don't know who he is. The only thing I saw him from is the Simpsons, which obviously is voice. An mm-hmm. episode of Scrubs. He was, however, in 39 episodes of Saturday Night Live. So he must have been a, a you know, uh, a actual, regular. Yeah. yeah. And then he is known for Jerry Maguire. Wow. Yeah. More like Jerry. Wait, what's his name? Tom Cruise? Nope. Scientologist? Nope. Oh. The guy you are just talking about? The attorney? Uh, Harrison Powell? Jay Moore? Jay Moore. More, More like, like Jay Less. And what was that joke? I don't get it. Because we don't recognize him in anything. Oh. I didn't get that. It wasn't that... I don't know. Okay. I don't know. It wasn't... Okay, we'll cut that out. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I am done with He's the Guy. That was a bunch of people and um, popped him off quick. Yay. Junk time. Welcome back to my favorite time and yours on the show where I eat junk and Candace asks me questions. I've actually been eating my junk the entire time. If you couldn't already tell by my... Are they old? I don't know if they're old, but they're... They're not that good, so... They're nacho flavored. They're supposed to be good for you or something? Yeah. Oh. Oh my. But it's also been opened. Yeah. Yeah. That's not good. good for you. Okay, I'll just leave that right there. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's not good. I yeah, do- I'm saying you have to have it with, like, you need a fresh bag with guacamole. Mwah. Okay, I guess Mwah. I could see that. Well, I also wanted to try the Parmesan ones, but they weren't open, so I didn't go for those. 
They I weren't got, open? They weren't open, yeah. So I want, I just. I think the Parmesan ones are better. Okay. Those nacho ones are really strong. Yeah. So it does say snacking straight out of the bag or add to your soups, salads, appetizers, or plate. All right, then. Yeah. Okay. Um, my first question is, what is a medulla oblongata? I don't know. Randy said it, though, right? It like, was in both both of the cases. Did you not look it up? I didn't. That was one of your junk time questions, and you... <laughs> Did you just expect us to look it up right now? Well, yeah, because I I, I didn't want to like, oh, I looked up what a medulla oblongata was. I was wondering, like, am I the only person that does not know what that is? Because when he first said it, I thought it was the hangy ball in the back of your throat. And I was like, I don't understand why. I have no idea how to spell this. I'm an idiot. And what's the hangy ball in the back of your throat? That's not. Your uvula? Is that a bad word? (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure. Okay. How do you spell it? I don't know. I just type in it medulla. Just type in yeah, medulla. Medulla? Yeah. Okay. M A. You don't even want to see how I spelled it. <laughs> I put M A D U L A A B L A in. Yeah, it I got it. Into a African country really quickly. I basically put Uganda. As part of your brain. Well, that makes sense. Cause he hit them in the brain. Yeah. But it's like it's a specific part of your brain. Yeah, it's like the. That... But would 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 one say that? Hit him, medulla oblongata, and then the next time hit him, medulla oblongata. Would they say that? Like, is that is that that specific of a part where other people aren't like a... hitting that whenever they kill someone? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, wait I feel a like second. it's it's a specific spot where that they just automatically die. <laughs> like. Is that a thing? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, is it that specific of a place where Randy would be like, both of them were hitting their medulla oblongatas. That's why I was thinking, like, it's got to be something that's more than the brain. I mean, I didn't think it was the hangy ball in the back of your throat. <laughs> I just <laughs> Can you imagine? And one of the ways, what does Harold say? He's like, he's the sadistic killer who's going to torture us in a <laughs> particularly gruesome yet appropriate way or something <laughs> like that their medulla oblongata in the back of their throat what is that called is it not called a uvula am i saying no, a bad word i think yeah, yeah what's the part kind of sounds like ovulating okay what's the ball in the back of your throat or what is a uvula <gasps> is it right oh your uvula the flesh that hangs in the back of your throat it's better not just be messing with us <laughs> Siri's not only listening, she's just telling us what we want to hear. <laughs> she's just like, hurry, write article. <laughs> Hangy ball. <laughs> okay. Um, I only actually have one other question, which was, have you ever had a friendship bracelet? I want to say no. But I, I mean, people give me bracelets and I wear them for a long time and then eventually lose them. Mm-hmm. But No. Yeah, that's what our cousin made me one. Remember, and she, I think I bought it for her for Christmas, and she made little bracelets and she or anklets, and we all wore our anklets and stuff. Mm, yeah. But they had speaking of they had, of like rocks and marble, they had these huge turquoise like jewels on them. So we just had like a weird jewel hanging off your ankle. What? But it was cute. I still I think I still have it. Um, wow. But yeah, I don't know if I've ever gotten like. A, like, you wear this and I wear this. Oh, wait, we did talk about that. We talked about this before. When? I just thought of this. Whenever Toby got me a bracelet. 
When was that? You remember it said our names on it? it there were like those rubber bracelets. I just never oh, considered yeah. that a friendship bracelet. I, I don't think that's a. Cons- I wouldn't say. Yeah. No. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's a friendship bracelet. I mean, I've seen ones on TikTok that are like extreme, mm-hmm. and you're like, so one has a lock and one has a key. Mm-hmm. Or I think they both have locks and they both have keys. And so, like, you can only unlock the other one with the other one. Oh. Like, that's crazy to me. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I've never even had... I don't... I honestly can't think of... I know my best friend made me a pillow and I actually just saw it a couple of days ago because we were cleaning out our garage and I saw through the box and I was like, oh, that's the pillow that my best friend made me. And it's this little gray pillow that it's like she sewed it up with blue and yellow. Oh, actually, that's actually kind of interesting story. So me and my best friend, we were roommates in college for a year mm-hmm. and our rooms, my, like we had totally, you know, different si- styles yeah. or whatever. Her side was gray and yellow and my side was uh, royal blue. Oh, wow. Like cobalt blue. Yeah. And um, I looked like I was, we were looking for ways to like decorate our room and stuff. And I found the pillow that she had made me when we were 10 years old. And it was gray, and the threads and the yarn that she used and the ribbon was yellow and <gasps> royal blue. And I was like, what the heck? And so we put it in our in our college dorm room, just like sitting there. Wasn't that so cool? That is so I cool. I explained that right, right? Like, no, that makes sense. It has, like half of your colors, the, half of your exact colors have her exact colors. Yeah, and she made the pillow. It would have been like, like tw- or 10 years before that. So it was like she, she knew that's like one day, one day we'll use this. I don't know. It was so, it was interesting. So yeah, I still have that pillow, but friendship, like actual, I think I might've talked about, we had a friendship constitution before. Yeah, rules. Yeah. Where we made rules. Like we, the friendship of this establishment (laughs) bubble, you had like a preamble and then we all had, we had rules like you can't be, I don't know. I don't even remember. That's funny. And then we all signed it. But I genuinely can't think. I know my little sister, I remember she bought like a, a peanut butter and jelly. Mm-hmm. I think it was from like Justice. You know, the store Justice yeah. for like little girls. I remember her buying, she bought her friend the peanut butter and jelly. You know, like she was, she next time she saw her, she's like, oh, I'm going to give this to her. And then whenever they met up, her friend had bought it for her too. Aww. I was like, oh, so then they both had a peanut butter and jelly, but they just swapped one. Isn't that wow. so cute? Like, that's, again, like, so serendipitous where you're like, oh, we bought each other the friendship. That's so cute. They also shopped at the same store, I guess, but still. Yeah. But wow. I feel like most people do, like, necklaces. Yeah. Like, where they have, like, the little half hearts or whatever, and it's, like, best friend. Yeah. I've never had one. Me neither. Guys. Well, I will say, though, that Keaton did send us those bracelets. That's true. Now, does she have a matching bracelet? Are we all friends with this bracelet? I don't know. So <laughs> It's a bonding bracelet. Now, if we see the evidence of the other bracelet, maybe. <laughs> maybe we've had a friendship bracelet and we just don't know it. So, <laughs> But um, I think we will end junk time with our viewer's voice, which Yay. is... Okay, so actually, whenever I was asking you know, people to send in their viewer's voice... Almost no one commented on the content of the episode. Everyone commented on Jay Moore. And they either said, I love Jay Moore or I hate Jay Moore. <laughs> and he, I guess he's a comedian. And so that's why I forgot to talk about that. And he's the guy, but he's a comedian. So I think that I feel like that's another reason why 
it probably didn't mesh well for me was because he wasn't supposed to be funny Mm -hmm. in this episode. He was a jerk. Yeah. So I can't imagine. And he was an SNL. Yeah. So he's obviously a comedian Mm -hmm. who wasn't funny. So maybe they should have done something a little different with his character. Yeah. But, um... Anyways, so someone... He should put in his comedy act, um, Jay Leno. <laughs> to put it back there. <laughs> wow, you're really uh, getting me on these cuts, aren't you? <laughs> Can't cut it out now. Okay, uh, so the one that we did choose is from Janice Tindall, who is a junk monker in our Munkers group. If you're not a part of that, go do it, because why not? <laughs> um, she said, again, it wasn't even about the content. She said, on My22, you know, like My21 TV, like Mm -hmm. the TV channel, she says, on My22 TV channel, they blurred out the big statue, but not the little one on his desk, LOL. It was hilarious because Monk wouldn't look at it, and apparently neither could the audience. I thought Jay Moore, a comedian, did a fine acting job, but when you watch the free channels, they cut off a lot of shows. If you know the show, you notice pivotal dialogue gets cut as well as scenes that help you make sense of the show. Monk is a particular one where you can't cut anything because it's hard to follow it intact. It's too quirky and bizarre for random commercial edits. If you really love Monk, skip those TV-free antenna channels. Plus, they aren't in order, which annoys me. They show the first part of the last episode, and then the next week, never mind, you don't get to see part two. (laughs) I watch on Amazon Prime. I was like... I'm going to say that because that's just a helpful tip. Yeah. <laughs> you can't even see. They sh- I'm like they blur the, the art statue. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. She's like, Monk couldn't see it and apparently we couldn't either. No. <laughs> it's like, that is so interesting. So yeah. I thought I'd share that one. So thanks, Janice, for uh, that interesting tidbit. That, But it, it was the most related comment, honestly, to yeah. the show. Yeah. Everyone else was talking about the comedian. So I thought that was interesting. So. All right. Time to move on to plot holes. Okay, Candace, I have Trace. Okay. Did um, I say plot holes? Okay, let me see if I have anything that's not. Um, okay, we have a Sharona callback. Remember, they're talking about his nurse. Oh, like, yeah. It's not my nurse. My nurse left five years ago. <laughs> so, Sharona that. callback. We already said this a callback to In Focus. Mm hmm. I think that's it. What do you have for plot holes? Hey, okay. Plot number one. Um, he didn't. He picked two rocks and said they didn't fit each other, and that was his evidence. Mm-hmm. He was like, "This one doesn't fit. Neither does this one. How are you sure this fits?" Yeah, and and if they had given him the time to do it, he could have made them fit. Hundred percent. So I didn't see what was even. You know what I mean? Like he could have done it. So I didn't think that was good evidence. But I put, I think this is the absolute biggest, biggest plot hole, is they could test the marble. That's what I was thinking. He, if he chops up the marble, what do they can't identify it if it's in small pieces? Are you kidding me? Yeah. That makes no sense. That is absolutely the biggest plot hole. They're like, we got this whole bucket of gravel from his driveway and tell me how this fits together if this used to be a sculpture. Like, let alone he could have done it. And that was his evidence. Like you said, they could have literally just tested the marble. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That, that's, that's, I think it's a really big one. Someone out there, please debunk that. Because am I missing something? Yeah. They could have tested the marble. And marbles also really heavy, right? I mean, yeah. Especially two tons of it. I mean, it probably, it probably wasn't all in the wheelbarrow. 
but oh no no yeah it wasn't all in the it wasn't all in the yeah. wheelbarrow but still I mean like having to pick it up and I don't know I don't know that could have been that was just his worst evidence he could have brought in to the court because he was literally just like throwing his guy under the bus because you could have just tested You're like yeah this is marble just test it yeah <laughs> that's so dumb. you're not gonna put marble as your gravel that's, yeah that's straight up evidence yeah exactly yeah, it obviously had a different color of freaking granite or, you know, yeah. uh, gravel on his driveway. Mm-hmm. That was just, wow. I mean, yeah. please someone debunk me because that's that's just mind-blowing to me how that is even a possibility. There's even another episode about Monk identifying. I think it's the psychic episode where they talk about a little tiny, tiny, tiny piece of rock that was like in the guy's tire. And he's like, oh, he's been here before. This is a volcanic ash rock. And you're like, What? And the guy at the hardware store knows that it's that type of rock. And you're like, that's a plot hole. But in this episode, they can't tell you that it's marble. So yeah, that's a huge plot hole, guys. That's another one of those small clues that would not hold up in court. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Um, Monk says that... Okay, so at the beginning, when the guy's warning them, Randy's like, hey... Randy says, we've done this a hundred times. And Monk says, a hundred and twelve times. So I'm thinking he's talking about it's been 12 episodes since their 100th case because Monk says 112 times like we've testified in court and it hasn't they they don't for one you don't testify every single time you go to court mm-hmm. I mean test you don't testify for every single case mm-hmm. so that's not that's not true mm-hmm. and then also I counted how many episodes it's been since the 100th case, and they're, like, they said 112, we're at, like, 114 or 15. So, they didn't even get that right. So, I thought that was wow. interesting. Wow. Yeah. Do you have another plot hole? I do. Okay. Um, what are the chances that one of, that the, you know, murder of the two ladies is linked to Randy's buddy in the same courtroom who is also Randy's friend? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It was just, it, there's no way they were linked. Yeah, that's that's definitely a um, how convenient yeah. one. Yeah. Because yeah. obviously they were in the same courtroom at the same time because it was happening at the same time, right? Yeah. Like the guy murdered his wife at the same time as the kid snatched the lady's necklace. So the timing, but yeah, the fact that he like knew Randy and it was his little buddy, that was a very how convenient moment for and sure. And then like, it makes Monk go to the crime scene. And find more evidence. Yeah. Yeah. And then you notice the handcuffs thing, too. The handcuffs When the kid's hands are covered up by the coat. Oh, yeah. And you were like, okay. So he's just, his hands are just covered up by a coat. Yeah. Hiding his handcuffs. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I have two more. So one is, it was a very sweet moment, but why did Randy have both of the friendship bracelets? I know, it makes no sense. He was like, look what I found. And I thought it was, I didn't catch it the first time. It was the second time. I I was like... Wait, sense. why does he have his friendship bracelet? Yeah. But it, it made the storyline fit. Because if he had just brought his, he was like, oh, when you're wearing this, you have to tell me the truth. Yeah. And so, yeah. Here that are both sense. of our wedding rings. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> exactly. Okay, and then my last one is part of the guy's defense, the, the lawyer's defense. He says, wouldn't that be true, Mr. Monk, that if you solved this high-profile case... That you... He's solved tons. He's, like, he doesn't need this. And he, the lawyer himself said, hey, I recognize you from your in-focus profile. 
So you're telling me that Adrian Monk, who solved a hundred cases, a lot of them already high profile, needs to solve this high profile case in order to get his badge back? Yeah. That's Stupid. again plot hole, right? The mm-hmm. guy says, Oh, you this would help you tremendously or tremendously, wouldn't it, Mr. Monk? Like, you mean the special that they did on me on, on national television? That you don't think that would have helped me yeah. get my badge back? This you think this one case about a random artist—that's what's going to set me over the edge? Yeah, that's a really good defense that's, yeah, that's, against my credibility. That's super sucky. Or why don't you look at the in focus thing and then tell me that I'm crazy? Mm-hmm. Tell me I'm not a freaking genius. Exactly. God. So, but yeah, that's my final plot hole. My final plot hole is so the artist knows that like he's in. The, what is it called? What's the gas, like, not the gas station. The car, the auto parts store. Mm-hmm. So the, the artist is in the auto parts store, and he's freaking out because a crime was just, you know, happened right mm-hmm. next to him, and he can't be seen on the cameras. No, no police officer is going to be like, oh, yeah, can we take a look at your recording? Oh, my gosh, it's the artist. The artist who isn't even in the paper, or who... who he would be in the papers, but, like, the artist who isn't that real... He's not even a suspect. Like, oh, that guy's wife died. But his wife was murdered, though. Like, 30 so he would have been. So he would have been a suspect. I think that was his problem. I thought you were going to say something like he wouldn't... Did he have to kill the lady? But I don't see how he wouldn't have had to have killed her. I, because w- I would, would say there's no way they would have recognized him. I wouldn't have. But his hair, though. His hair, super. Yeah, that's true. I don't. I don't know. I think he might have needed to kill that lady because how? I think he needed that tape destroyed. I th- I think that's a pretty good one. Like, cause remember, I remember the episode with the was it joins the cult where the guy was like he had to he said he had to kill the what is it, what happens he kills the hooker in his car so that his wife doesn't see the red light ticket that mm, the yeah. girl was in the passenger seat and you're like. Why didn't you just go to your wife's office and Steal intercept the, the yeah. piece of paper? I think that's like that would be a really weak one where you're like, yeah, you didn't need to do that. But I don't see how he would have gotten that security tape if he hadn't killed her. And I think I think he needed it because his argument was that he had been at home for twelve hours straight making that mm-hmm. marble piece, and so he couldn't have been anywhere else. I think. I think. If I'm not mistaken, that's how it went. So, okay, let's move on to how How crazy crazy was Monk this episode plus crazy momentos. Okay, Noah, out of 10, what? Out of 10 friendship bracelets. Oh, that's a good one. Thank you. (laughs) Friendship bracelets. Okay, I put out of 10 plural wipes. I don't remember that. Monk has at the very beginning he touches I guess it's all dusty in there. Mm-hmm. He's like, Oh god, it's so dusty. Natalie, wipes. Plural wipes. <laughs> so I was like, uh, plural wipes, that's funny. <laughs> okay, so let's do some crazy moments. He likes the art display stand and he's like, Oh, it's just beautiful. And he's like, Mr. Monk, that's the stand. The art is over here. He's like, That's junk. <laughs> We have Natalie's hiccup threat. Of course, I will shoot you with Randy's gun. We have his own finger guns. His mic adjust. 
It's okay, Judge. You'll take me later. <laughs> he does the fake hands where he can't look at the naked sculpture. And then he's trying to explain the sculpture later. And he's like, the, the, um, the, 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 the. Natalie's like, nude. He's like, nude sculpture. <laughs> and then he objects to his own, his own testimony. Object. What are you objecting to? What I just said. <laughs> Mr. Monk, you cannot object to your own testimony. <laughs> and then, um, and when he's talking to Dr. Bell, he's like, is this a parable? He's like, no, 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 no. And he's like, he starts talking. He's like. This is a parable. He's like, no, it's not. If anything, it's an allegory. And he's like, oh, God, this is an allegory. I'm quitting. <laughs> it's, so, it's so mean to Dr. Bell. He just let him talk. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be rude, but is your story over yet? <laughs> and then whenever he's in the auto parts store and he's like, he's like, how would you know, Mr. Monk? Do you even own a car, Mr. Monk? Can you even drive, Mr. Monk? Will they even let you have a license? Former Detective Monk. <laughs> and Natalie's like, Objection badgering yourself <laughs> and then monk looks back at her and goes overruled <laughs> toby loves that part overruled. <laughs> okay and then he thinks the lawyer is in his head when he's in the reflection and he's like he's in my head again and solomar is like no he's he's right there he's oh, standing yeah. there he's like oh thank god <laughs> and then his list no crying sweating do-overs timeouts <laughs> And then, of course, he goes into the courtroom and fixes the microphone one last time. Aww. All right, Noah, out of 10 friendship bracelets, what do you have? I have a 6 out of 10. Okay? Okay. Monk is crazy, crazy, crazy. He screws up the entire case, but all in all, he, he manages to, you know, come out victorious. That's true. I gave him eight plural wipes um, just because of the e. <laughs> then he didn't, he didn't know what was happening. Um, and then, of course, he wanted to quit again. Mm-hmm. And also, that was a pretty big dislike that they went down that whole rabbit hole again of Monk wanting to quit and he wanted to quit and he wanted to quit. So I gave him eight. All right. Final segment. Rate this episode. Candace, what would you rate this episode? Well, it's your turn to go first, so go ahead. The thing is, I the thing is, I have I have a number, but you always have a fancy summary. Okay, so what if I gave you my summary and then, and then I don't you, change my number, and then you judge, or okay. I mean, then you're like, okay, okay. So I put this episode wasn't too bad, but I think the biggest thing this one has against it is it's the the potential that it didn't live up to. Okay. I think episodes where you go to court are inherently more exciting. And I'm not sure that it lived up to all of that suspense. It was fun to see Confident Monk, but he falls really quickly into wanting to quit. Um, so, that's it. Okay, so I rated it a 7.8. A 7.8? Yeah. Interesting. I think I think that's a that's a very good like a solid rating. Okay, I out of ten, right? Because you guys know all monk episodes deserve a ten, so I start at ten and I go up from there. Noah will convert. This episode I gave it a ten point seven seven five. So a seven point seven five. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Because Whoa. I was gonna give it a solid eight. But I think I convinced myself to go with my gut reaction and low, lower the score. But I had already, I've already given like the biggest fan a seven point five, 
Nope, biggest fan. Uh, Monk's favorite show a 7.5. But I think I like that one better than this one. <gasps> but I think it might be objectively a better episode. Mm-hmm. Like, this might be objectively a better episode than that. So, I'll just... I, I'm going to go 7.75, and that's my final answer. Wow. Okay. All right, guys. So, I think I, I think it's the potential thing for this one, big yeah. time. It's, they hype it up. It, it, they also hype it up with other episodes. That's what you were going for. But I feel like they hype it up a lot in this episode. Yeah. Know? Just being like, wow, we're going to court. Yeah. And then it's like... And then starting, not. like, the here's what happened... Yeah. Which is so weird because that we related it to the genius so much. Because remember, she goes and hires Monk for a murder that hasn't happened yet. So it was also a very intriguing episode. And then they just give you this really abrupt ending where you're like, yeah, that didn't, you didn't live up to this mm. cool premise that you had. It's like they yeah. have a cool premise, but they just don't execute it sometimes. So it's kind of, it's kind of disappointing. But um, I mean, it's, it's, it, I would definitely say it's not a terrible episode. Like, wow, this episode sucked. It was so bad yeah. because it did give you a lot of good vibes. It just didn't live up to those vibes. So, unfortunately. So, so we have a 7.8, which I like. I like you not just giving it a round number. I liked that. That's mm-hmm. clever. So, I'm proud of you Ooh. for giving it a different score. So, we got a 7.8 and a 7.75. So, I think that'll be where it needs to be, honestly. Okay. I think that makes sense. I so. agree. All right, guys, we're going to hop off because Noah is going to a dance. I'm going to meet all the ladies. It's going to meet all the ladies. (laughs) It's going to be fantastic. I'm going to give him a kiss. (laughs) That was too funny. (laughs) You're going to give him a kiss? (laughs) Okay, do do it again. Do it again. I won't laugh. I'm going to give them a kiss. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Junk Monk Podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please give us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow us at Junk Monk Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you want to know more about Candice, she's at Hardens and Hardhats on Instagram. And if you want to know more about me, Noah L., subscribe to my vlog, Noah Hernandez, on YouTube. Also, you can leave us a voicemail at 323-366-0477 with your questions, comments, or just to show us some love. Don't forget to catch up on Monk with Amazon Prime Video or Peacock TV. And of course, subscribe to our show. You'll thank me later.